0: Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. It's the holiday season. Be careful. Don't be out drinking and driving. Don't do it. Take an Uber. So if you find yourself needing legal representation for DUI defense or criminal defense or personal injury, trust East Tennessee's premier lawyer, Marcos Garza. Garzalaw.com, 865-540-8300. Before you say guilty, Say Garza. Let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered.
1: Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so.
0: The controversial.
1: He's the dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty
0: haircut. The realest podcast in the southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. Eleven in a row. Eleven
1: in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. <laughs>
0: thirty-eight in a row. I've been
1: thirty-eight on every point when we were whipping that ass.
0: Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes.
1: Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all.
0: Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you live Wednesday, December 11th. It's about 7.10 Eastern time. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing? Doing okay. Okay. Doing okay? Getting ready for the weekend. It's getting cold here. Just realized today it's two weeks until Christmas. Have you done your shopping?
1: I have. A, I picked up my last present today. I picked up, or I ordered my last present today from my father. So I am done. Who was on your guest list? Um, my immediate family and my woman. Okay.
0: So. Me, maybe. Luke. Luke. <laughs> The fellowship is the present. Okay, just checking. The fellowship, every
1: day is a every day is a gift if you're my friend. I would like to think.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, all right, I won't uh, check the mail or anything. I'll just cancel what I had ordered you. I'll just uh, take that off the list. <laughs> Note to self. How you feeling about the bowl game, Tennessee? Uh, flexes this muscle on Kentucky Says you think you're going to Florida Eh-eh, That just ain't gonna happen Enjoy Charlotte Assholes we are going to Florida It Was The whole thing was really weird Why did um,
1: UT Brass Think that not uh, Nashville
0: was better Like I don't know, because you're the one that kept telling me that people were reporting Nashville. Yeah, everybody was. like, I don't keep up with most of that. So, like, whenever you kept saying everyone's saying Nashville, everyone's saying Nashville, I was confused because I thought it was pretty much a foregone conclusion we were going to Florida. So it seemed
1: like about two or three days before Sunday, like, is when the Nashville stuff picked up. Because like, Valkwest started out saying, you know, watch out for Nashville. Just watch out. There's some people in UT that actually prefer it. And then on Sunday, everyone was saying Nashville. You know, like, Matt Jones was like, Kentucky was set to go to Jacksonville. And then an hour beforehand or whatever, it was basically an hour beforehand, uh, Tennessee changed their mind. And basically threw a wrench in everybody's plans, and they had to do some because so Kentucky didn't play Louisville again, basically.
0: Just flex a little, flex a little muscles.
1: And I'm happy because I was going to go regardless, and I would rather go to Florida, but I don't understand why, what the thought process was.
0: Like I, know I was hearing it from two sides because they were acting like the Gator Bowl wanted Kentucky versus Indiana, and I couldn't for the life figure that out either. Like, why would somebody want that matchup over a fan base like Tennessee. Yeah. I think I couldn't figure that out. I was just like, why would anybody actively want Indiana versus Kentucky? It's not basketball.
1: Yeah, it's not basketball. And I think, I guess looking back on it, it seems to me as if that was mainly the Gator Bowl being like, well, we can't get Tennessee because they want Nashville, so we're going to try to make the best of it and get Kentucky versus Indiana. Um, okay. That would be my guess. I just want to know, like, what what was the deal? Like, I know the payout was bigger, and I guess it's not like it, you know, like you get more of your own bowl payout now maybe, I guess. Yeah, it's
0: not an even split. I think people think it's an even split. You get, you get a little bit more. So I think Tennessee would have made an extra, I don't know exactly what the numbers would be, but I, I want to say I saw it, It would be, Tennessee would have made like an extra $20,000 maybe or something like that. I, I'm not sure. Maybe it was even a little bit more than that. Maybe it was an extra $150,000. It wasn't drastic, but it was apparently going to be a little bit more money. It doesn't
1: seem drastic enough to have made a difference to me, honestly. Right. If it's not like until we're getting to seven digits... You know, I mean I mean I guess if it was like eight hundred thousand more I could understand or whatever. But like even a half
0: a million. Even a half a million more maybe, but not like a hundred thousand.
1: And and on the flip side, it's like, guys, like there's no reason for this program to be like willing to take the lesser bowl location um for five hundred K. I mean, December twenty eighth is when the Music City Bowl is that's a Monday afternoon versus playing the only game Primetime, January second.
0: Isn't that when the uh, playoff games are too? Or no? When are, when are the playoff games? Aren't they the twenty eighth? I'm not sure. I want to say they're the twenty eighth, but I might be wrong on that. But either way, the the benefit of being primetime on I'm a, sorry, I'm sorry. I was the the Music City Bowl is the thirtieth on that Monday. The
1: playoff games are the twenty eighth. Saturday, yeah, right? okay,
0: on that Saturday. So the benefit of being the only game going on on a Thursday prime time, I would imagine, is worth more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, there's another game going
1: on at the same time on the thirtieth. It's a Monday afternoon on a day that's not a holiday, a day that, like, I could see a lot of people working because they haven't been there for a while. You know, I mean, it just doesn't. It didn't make any sense. There is not another game on. Thursday, January the 2nd at night. There's not another game on. And the players wanted to be in Florida more for obvious reasons. I mean, who can blame them? Like, no offense to Nashville, but our players are from Tennessee, a lot of them. They want to be able to go to the beach and be where it's sunny and warm. And it was very odd. I'm glad that we're going to Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, especially whenever you have a a stigma or i guess uh, what what is the what is the uh phrase for a stigma that's positive cuz stigma has a negative connotation what's the uh the positive version of that seth you're you're my words guy a reputation i'll take it yeah when you have the reputation that florida bowl games are better right like i mean we have, we have built that up over the last 10 15 20 years florida bowl games are better and they could talk about how the Music City Bowl is trying to get better. They could say, hey, actually, the payout's better. They could say all that. It doesn't matter. It's still not getting to warmer weather. Even though Jacksonville's not that warm, it's still warmer than Nashville's going to be. And it's the idea of a quote, Florida Bowl. They, it has the reputation of being better. So, like, we shouldn't bend the knee or even give Kentucky or Mississippi State the satisfaction of getting that Florida Bowl and us having to stay in state because really, no way you spin it staying in state unless you're in Florida, unless you are Florida, has a bad feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And I love Nashville. Love Nashville. Great city. Tighten up. Um, yeah, I mean... Fangs up for the Preds! There's really Fangs nothing... Fangs up for the Preds! <laughs> I love Nashville. Are they good I'm a this Nashville year? Fan. No, they kind of suck right now, I think. Oh, okay. They might be turning a corner. I saw... Some people in my timeline talking about how they're not gonna get fooled by them looking good now. So I don't, I don't know. You'll have to ask smarter people than me. But I still got my fangs up because I rep Nashville. They are fangs um, up. I mean, they're they're fourteen and ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's still in the bottom half of the conference. But either way, it is. (laughs) It is. But you know.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to add, like, it's not as, like you said, it's not as cut and dry as it used to be about Florida bowls, like, when we were little, Florida bowls were the clear, like, going to a New Year's Day bowl was the thing. Well, it's not like that anymore, because, you know, like, uh, there's a lot of bowls that are on new year's day or after that are shitty bowls like the lending tree bowl or the armed forces bowl or for instance the idaho potato bowl those are all after new year's day now so the prestige isn't what it used to be that being said the gator bowl is a classic new year's day florida bowl and that is better than the music city bowl and we deserved it more than kentucky
0: thoughts on indiana Surprisingly, it, I, it's basically a toss-up. I think Tennessee's moved to a point-and-a-half favorite, but basically a toss-up.
1: Yeah, I mean, all, like,
0: I looked at,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it right now because I found their schedule, the, the games they've won, so hysterical. You know, Ball State, Eastern Illinois, Connecticut, Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue. Um. I think Nebraska has the most wins out of any of those, out of any of their eight wins. And um, Nebraska went, what, five and seven? Yeah, Nebraska went five and seven, and that's their best win. Their best win is in Lincoln.
0: I watched some of that Michigan game. They looked good for a quarter and a half, but then they didn't do shit the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, they they, they like scored like what the first two drives or whatever on offense. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good. They came out. They looked explosive, but then they didn't do anything afterwards. I mean, you know, I'm
1: not saying Tennessee beat a bunch of juggernauts, but Mississippi State is a lot better than any single team <laughs> that Indiana beat.
0: Kentucky probably is too.
1: Kentucky. Kentucky definitely is. I keep forgetting that, like, Kentucky had a decent year.
0: Yeah, they didn't suck. We just, you know, beat them. And we didn't even beat them handedly, really. I mean, we beat them by a goal line stand. So, I mean, like, they weren't they weren't shitty by any means, but they weren't as good as us, and they were still better than most of the teams at the bottom of the Big Ten.
1: And isn't, like, I know that it and uh, Michael Penix, Penix, however you say his name, he's out, right? He was their quarterback. He's hurt. He's, yeah, he didn't
0: play at the end of the year. I don't know if he'll be back for the bowl game or whatever, but he uh, he was out at the end of the regular season.
1: He um, his right sternoclavicular clavicular joint, where the collarbone meets the sternum, Uh he's he's out the postseason, so he's done. So you know they're out their quarterback that at least played September and October. I don't know when he got hurt in November, but they're out him. I mean, I, I just don't. I told my dad I thought Tennessee would be able to beat them on speed alone, not knowing anything. I'm gonna guess that Tennessee's a lot faster.
0: I would say stronger too. I would say our strength is going to be better. Um, our skill at catching footballs—that um, probably better too. I can't imagine there's anything that Indiana does better than Tennessee. Yeah, like without, you- without not without knowing much about them, I just can't imagine there's anything they do better.
1: The chances of them being able to stop our wide receiver core seem small. It seems unlikely, even without Jawan Jennings in the first half. I mean, are they really going to be able to stop Palmer and Callaway?
0: Well, that, that's where I kind of get hung up on these ball games. Are we sure Callaway's going to play? I mean, we're not. He might not. I go. I was. I've been thinking about our upperclassmen. Like, do any of them sit out, or do they do they all play? In your opinion. I would guess
1: that they all play because they're not first, second round, probably even third round draft picks. Maybe they can work their way into the third round.
0: Yeah, the highest grade we have right now is Trey Smith, and he's great as a third round pick.
1: Yeah. And even then, man, it's hard to see. Like, I hope Trey Smith is drafted in the third round. It's hard to see. Like,
0: I would count that as a win, yeah, if he gets drafted in the third round.
1: That just seems crazy to me. I mean, I know how good he is, but the guy does not even practice. You know, I
0: mean, so we'll see. No one else should really be sitting out, right? Like, I said. no,
1: I, I I don't think so. And if they do, I'm not saying I don't blame them. I'm not saying I blame them, but none of these guys are like Gerald, J- Jared, you know, Jerry Judy, or you know, Tua. Or I mean, Tua can't play, but like any of these guys that are in these meaningless games, like DeAndre Swift at Georgia, you know. Why would he play in the Sugar Bowl? That would be dumb. Why would Jerry Judy or Ruggs or any of the, the damn fleet of wide receivers Alabama has play in this game? Xavier McKinney at safety. Like I don't expect any of Alabama's guys to play, and play, nor should they. It's a meaningless game. Um, but it seems like Daryl Taylor and Marcos Callaway could still like boost their draft status with this game.
0: They could benefit playing in primetime, getting another good game on film. Maybe Callaway without Jennings on the field could get, you know, targeted a little bit more. Yeah. I just wonder, I kind of, I mean, I don't I don't know obviously what the game plan is going to be. I know the last time we played in this ball game, we focused on the younger guys. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we focused on younger guys in this game too. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that Eric Gray gets the ball a lot. Sure. I hope I hope uh, Ramel Keaton gets the ball a lot. I would like to see him have a breakout performance leading into next year. Like, I would like to see that happen. So, you know, um, it it would hurt you winning this game, obviously, but it would be exciting. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, they benched the JYD against Vanderbilt so that they could play him in the bowl game, right? I believe so. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I saw a picture of him as they're trying to protect his red shirt. They played him against Missouri and then held him out of the Vanderbilt game so that his fourth game would be the bowl game. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine they try to do a little bit of a youth thing here in the ballgame. game. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean the most important. Like I, I really want to get to eight wins, and I really want to get, I really want to be ranked in the top twenty-five to end the season. But the most important thing remains the fifteen practices. Um, that's basically our team now has two mini camps before fall camp of next year, and
0: is, is that is that important?
1: Well, I think it is because, like, quaverus Crouch can work at middle linebacker.
0: Sure, but, I mean, uh, is, is, are these practices in December going to carry over in September of next year? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they will, and I guess you're allowed to practice your early enrollees if they get there, right? Yes, you are. So, like, Harrison Bailey could get some reps, which would be cool, and, like, that's a benefit for sure. I, I'm talking, like, you know—
1: Roman Harrison needs to play a lot next year at defensive end. And he came on and had his first sack against Vanderbilt. Like he can He's have feeling it. He's he, feeling it, got
0: a little momentum going.
1: You know, Quaveris Crouch is, I imagine, gonna slide in at middle linebacker, but any practice, in my opinion, JJ Peterson is gonna be needed next year. I mean he he is. And 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 he had to sit out basically the entire fall camp last year. And he's also battled, you know, some, some health issues. Like, any practice J.J. Peterson can get is good. Like, I don't think it's a huge deal. I think spring spring practice is much more important. But I think it is a big deal because we have to replace a lot. And Culveris Crouch is going to have to play middle linebacker, and so is J.J. Peterson. And Roman Harrison needs to come off the edge. And stuff like that, I think, I think that is important um, for people like, you know, like, even Carvin to get more reps, like Jackson Lampley, people like that. That The freshmen that have kind of been, they they played some against Vandy, they played some against their other games, but they weren't playing all the time, like Wanya and Darnell. like
0: And they're like third, and, and the guys who are like third string. The guys who, who are like
1: third season. string, I think it is a big deal. Okay. But, I'm, I mean, it's not as important as spring. It beat, like Tech Vol says, it beats sitting on their ass. For
0: sure. And and especially people JJ, like PMC? J.J. That's what JJ Peterson would be doing. He would be sitting on his ass, probably. Yeah. So keep the guys around the team. Keep them around Fitzgerald. Sure, I I, I get that. I don't. I know we're not going to know the answer, but just uh, you keep up with a lot closer than I do. Are we going to? though You said we're going to lose a lot. Do you think the positions that are getting filled are mostly on the team or going to be in this recruiting class? Do you see us playing more freshmen next year, or or what? Well,
1: I don't see a replacement for Daryl Taylor because Roman Harrison, we heard about him off all fall camp. I think he has plenty of potential, but he you're not going to replace Daryl Taylor's what he's done. And unfortunately, you've managed to whiff on every single rush end that would have made an impact in the fall. You had... Jordan Davis committed, who would have started day one. You lost him to Mississippi State, which is fine. He's a JUCO, and he's a JUCO in Mississippi. Weird things happen. Like, his entire team is committed to Mississippi State. Then you
0: lost B.J. Ojolari. Yeah, he was probably your most likely guy to fill that role, right? B.J.
1: Ojolari yeah. looked like a day one starter. Him and Jordan Davis both did. I mean, Jordan Davis is like the number one, two, or three JUCO player in the nation.
0: Is that over with with him in Tennessee?
1: Ojolari? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But they're still trying. They visited him again today or yesterday. They visited. They were with Jay Hardy again all day today and are going to his basketball game tonight. Um, but Jay Hardy's not a rush end, you know. He, he's yeah, going I was gonna say, he's a tackle, right? Yeah, he, he's like a he's he's a hand on the ground kind of guy. I mean, there's there's nobody to replace Taylor. Like, I mean, Keyshawn Lawrence. You know, I think we're going to be okay at safety. I think we'll always be fine. Defensive backs with Pruitt. Um, I don't think you can replace like J- Jennings and Callaway. Really, I mean this Tyler
0: Barron guy is he? Uh, is he a potential? I don't pass think rusher?
1: he's. Yeah, but I don't think he's like impact day one
0: like Ojolari yeah. was. I thought he was like a top hundred ish guy. So I he wonder. is.
1: He is. He is. I just think
0: Ojolari's. I just look at Ojolari looked like a beast, and I don't blame him. Look, LSU's hot. Like LSU is going to be a thorn in our side. You know, like it's going to be hard to. You know, like Rakeem Jarrett, all that talk went out the window. Like you're not going to get people away from LSU right now. Yeah. All right, Gilbert went to LSU. Like you're not going to beat them uh, even close to head-to-head right now. Maybe, maybe Jay Hardy at Auburn. Maybe you could beat that guy or beat beat Auburn right now. Maybe you could do that, but not LSU. And I look at like uh, Tyler Barron is good. Like
1: he's highly rated for a reason, and one reason why more people haven't gone after him is because his dad works at UT. And he has been penciled in to be, to go to Tennessee for forever. It's just been assumed. His dad works at UT. Um, and that's one of the reasons why more people haven't been after him. But more people were after, after Ojolari. You know, I know Georgia and State wasn't after Ojolari, but LSU was, and Auburn was. And basically the only team that's really wasted any time with Tyler Barron has been like Kentucky and Ohio State some. And like, But everybody's assumed Tyler Barron is going to go to Tennessee. So that's been why he hasn't been more highly recruited. Um O'Gilari looked look like a beast, like you said. I mean, that
0: one hurts. That one hurt, you know. At least it was to LSU, though. Like, yeah, if it would have been to a shit school, it would have hurt worse. But I, I can live getting beaten by LSU right now just because they seem like a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, they seem like an awesome team to play for. I mean, and obviously it would suck losing a guy from Knoxville whose dad works at the school, but if Tyler Barron's like, hey, I'm going to Ohio State, I want to play there on that defensive line, I would say, you know what, the Bosa brothers, Chase Young, good luck. I mean, like, yeah, seems like a good idea. If he went to Kentucky, I'd be like, what the fuck you thinking? hmm Yeah. It just kind of depends on who you lose to. It, it 100% does, and it's as long, like,
1: I really, I don't, not even do I not blame a kid for going to LSU, like. I don't care. We don't play them that often. It beats going to Alabama or Georgia. I mean, or Florida.
0: And that's who we're up against for this Darnell Washington guy, right? Aren't we up against... Uh, Alabama uh, and Georgia, yeah. Alabama and Georgia, yeah. So either we either we get him or we play him every year for three And,
1: you know, I know Alabama and Georgia have a lot of great recruiters. I know that they have better recruiting classes than us. But I know that, one... We have Niedermeyer on him. And two, we get the last visit. Moose. And, and
0: Moose.
1: I don't care who Alabama Moose. has recruiting him and who Georgia has recruiting him. I will take my chances with, with Brian Niedermeyer up against anybody. I mean, I, I, like, I, th- I think he proved that last year. Now, nah, he deserves the benefit of the doubt. And I think he proved that last year by, you know, getting Toa Toa, getting Crouch. So, I think Tennessee, and Tennessee's done everything, like, Tennessee is in the position you wanted to be in for
0: Darnell Washington. After losing the first two games. Six, seven and a half, 261 pound tight end. Moose coaches tight ends, so there's an extra benefit there. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Darnell Washington say he didn't want to play tight end, right? He doesn't want to play defense or anything, right? Like, he wants to play Yeah, tight he's a end. tight end. He's a tight end. Okay. Somebody was asking me earlier if he was going to try to maybe play defensive end, but, like, he's a, he's a tight end. Mm -hmm. which would be Nina Meyer's position, which I would imagine that's a benefit as he's out there recruiting him.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Like, you know, you got Omari Thomas, which you had to get. Uh, You absolutely had to get him after Jay Hardy decided he was going to go to Auburn. Um, That was big, you know, I mean – He's awesome. He's probably Omari Thomas is probably the best player in the state. Um, and so it's like finally we got a big time defensive tackle. Hopefully, if they can convince Jay Hardy not to sign next week, then like there's a real opening to flip him back to Tennessee. But it all and depends. Am I the only
0: person who's ex- like? I usually don't get that excited for recruiting but I've actually been really into this cycle like uh, are you finding yourself more interested in this cycle too or is it kind of par for the course or, or where are you at right now in this recruiting cycle I'm not as like
1: last year like from Christmas time when crouch committed up until the end was really fun you know um I think that like You know the early signing day. It is what it is. Like it it could hurt you big time next week. It could really hurt you because if Jay Hardy signs with Auburn, then like it's done. You know, but they're. I would assume they're going to keep like three spots open, and so they're basically going to have two months, a month and a half, to hone in on three dudes in this class, and then focus on the next year's class. And, like, we saw what happened last year. Like, nobody thought Toa Toa was coming to Tennessee until, like, two or three weeks before signing day. Yeah, like if, really, and
0: then it really heated up, like, a week before, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, you know, and nobody thought that Crouch was going to come to Tennessee until, like, a week before. Like, he was going to, but then during the season, everything changed, and he was going to go to Clemson. When this staff, like, I'm not saying they're perfect. They have some dead weight. Like, I think Tracy Rocker is just focused on his son, and I don't blame him. His son is going to be the number one overall draft pick. Like, he probably doesn't want to recruit anymore. But when Pruitt and Niedermeyer, when they, like, focus in on a guy and they put the full-court press on them, they're pretty tough to beat, and they'll go up against anybody and win. They might not win every one, but, like, if Jay Hardy doesn't sign (laughs) next week, you you really not going to take Tennessee? With two with a month and a half left to get a guy who whose brother played at UT and who was committed to UT for months, I mean stuff like that. Like it's, I think that is
0: exciting. Um, I would imagine we keep three scholarships open. Like you said, go after three guys. They probably won't reach and take anybody they don't want. Usually, it's, it seems like I might be wrong on this. It seems like mostly it's just studs.
1: Yeah, I, they definitely won't
0: reach. But, I mean, like, it seems like uh, the, the fringe players all sign early, it seems like. Yeah, like and I there, saw – There could be a couple stragglers, but, you know, either you go after three big guys, you get one, you get two, and then otherwise maybe you look at grad transfers, with the you know, and taking, you know, Juco guys at that point. Yeah,
1: I, I saw that, um, like, Desmond Tisdall, he said he's not visiting this weekend. Like, that dude is an Army All-American now, and they're like – they've told him, you know – you're gonna have to wait until February to see if we have a spot. Like things are tightening up. They wanna get Tyler Barron and they wanna get Oxendine on the early signing day. And they obviously want to get Darnell Washington. But he's gonna keep it he's gonna keep it quiet until the Under Armour All American game. Um and then I would say like the first priority is getting Barron and Oxendine. Well, I mean, I think they're all equally important. You gotta convince Jay Hardy not to sign early you have to. You have to do whatever it takes. I mean, they were with it they were with him all day today at school and then like they're bringing in more coaches that weren't there with him today at school to go to his game tonight. Like even Rocker is going to his game tonight. And like I think Rocker's really hurt. I think Rocker's recruiting has really been the issue. And like I said, I don't blame him. His son is going to be the number 1 overall draft pick next year. I would not want to recruit either. I don't blame him a bit. I would just want to go travel and watch my son play.
0: And I would be showing him the contract that Chris sell just signed. Um, but on the other hand, when Tracy Rocker's not recruiting
1: and Rodney Garner is, of course recruiting, well, then we have an issue. But Tracy Rocker got himself involved with Omari Thomas and he got himself he's getting himself involved with Jay Hardy.
0: Well, that's nice of him. Thank you Tracy. So like I said, I mean,
1: I think that Tracy Rocker's probably like the best defensive line coach in the nation. I mean, you look at what our guys have done. I mean, Tracy Rocker, coach for the Titans, like, you know, he was a college coach for a long time and then he went to the NFL and now he's come back. Um, I think he's probably an awesome coach. At least he seems like it. Um, But he hasn't done much for recruiting.
0: All right, enough recruiting. Uh, Signing day is what? Next Wednesday? Is that when it starts off? I don't even know. I don't even know when it is. Well, I mean, this is the last weekend, right? Usually it's... Yeah, I I guess it is Wednesday. I guess it is Wednesday. I want to say it's like that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right?
1: Something like that, probably.
0: Early signing period, college football 2019, Uh, December 18th. Hold on.
1: So it's a week from today. Yeah, it's Wednesday.
0: Okay. Is that right? Yes. uh, Oh, it's not? No, it's 2017. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's the 18th through 20th. That's what I'm going to go with, that Wednesday through Friday. That's what I'm going to go with. I feel like that's usually when it is, the Wednesday through Friday before Christmas. So,
1: I do think they're also going to get the Morvin Joseph defensive end that decommitted from Florida State. That uh, They've beaten Florida for him. It looks like they've beaten out Florida for him. And they're going to get him next week. So he's very good, too.
0: I'm pumped for it. Let's quit talking about it though. We got a huge basketball game this weekend. Tennessee, Memphis. Where you at?
1: I think Tennessee's gonna win. I think Tennessee's gonna win. I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee wins by ten or fifteen points.
0: You coming up for the game? You care enough to get out and hit the road for it?
1: I am not coming up. I'm no. not coming up. It's just gonna be me and my my the fam the girls are going to New York for on a little girls' trip. So me and Dad are just gonna hang out together all weekend.
0: Girls trip.
1: So I do think Tennessee is going to win, um, and I think they'll win by 10 or 15 points. I mean, I think that our defense is lights out. Um, I think t- Tennessee hasn't allowed a team to shoot over 41% all year. The one loss that we have was a total fluke where Tennessee literally played as if they'd never dribbled a basketball before.
0: I don't imagine you get that type of effort inside Thompson Bowling. We will have a good home crowd. We will have that taco guy there. We do not lose on the taco guys in attendance.
1: We don't lose on taco guys in attendance.
0: Those are just facts.
1: They're facts. Um,
0: as long as the taco guy's there, Tennessee will not be losing.
1: We have not talked about him yet on the podcast, and I've been surprised because we've both talked about him on the Discord. Devontae Gaines has been a nice little surprise. Um.
0: I tweeted that out and someone thought I was being sarcastic and was trying to like talk about Devontae Gaines sucking. And I was like, nah, I, I like the way he plays.
1: I have really liked the way he's played. I've been, he's done more than I ever expected out of him. And it, I didn't realize he has like it's seemingly a seven foot wingspan.
0: He's one of those guys. I feel like Barnes likes those guys. I mean, I, wingspan's more important than size, honestly. Like, wingspan's more important than hype. So, Like, Gaines is going to be a player. He's going to be a good defender, and I I like him a lot. You know, it already seems as if they think he is
1: a decent defender on his way to being a great defender because they're
0: playing him. And... To be fair, there's not much competition ahead of him. No offense to Jalen Johnson. No offense to Jalen
1: Johnson. But they've even let... I mean, they've let Gaines play the point some. They've really... I've been impressed with him. He's made some big free throws. Obviously, what he's giving you right now, the main thing is the defensive side of the ball. But like, if, if Lamonte doesn't have to guard their best guy, even for just a little while, I don't think Gaines is going to play defense on their best guy the whole game. But just five or ten minutes. Let Gaines D up on their best guy. Like, Just give Turner a little bit of a break. I think that's big. But I have really been impressed with Devontae Gaines. I think he's going to be a player. I think the wingspan is just, its he's wide.
0: What's the latest on the Uruguayan guy?
1: He is awaiting his test score. They do not think that there is anything, like, it's just the normal time for him to get a score back. Like, it hasn't been long enough to get a score back, but he's taking the SAT. They expect him to be on the team, to be at school after Christmas.
0: Do they expect him to play this year, or are they going to redshirt him?
1: I don't know. I, I, before the Florida State game, the expectation was that he would redshirt. After the Florida State game, I think people have been kind of like, "Well, you know, he might need to play if he we can." We gotta help. have
0: somebody who can dribble the basketball for fifteen minutes off the bench. Just come dribble the basketball, like. If he needs to redshirt, redshirt him next year would you have the number four recruiting class in the country. Can we do that? Can we just play this guy this year and give some help? Like, I mean,
1: I, no offense to Vescovi, but...
0: Vescovi, there's his name.
1: Jaden Springer is the point guard of the University of Tennessee as soon as he steps foot on campus next year. As he should be. As he should be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to redshirt him period, unless he is absolutely not ready right now, and he's the number 74 player in the class, so maybe he's not ready, but I don't like red and guys in basketball, period. Um, if you think he can give you anything, even if it is five to ten minutes a game, how, you have to play
0: him, right? You got to this year, like if Tennessee gets a backup point guard, that's probably going to be good enough for a couple wins, honestly. Cause I think I think so you can't too. can have Lamonte break himself down, and you have to have, be able to take Lamonte off the ball whenever he's struggling, like he was against Florida State. I'm pumped for this game. Hopefully, it's a good crowd. I'm a little nervous. The StubHub tickets have gone low. You can get in the building for twelve dollars, which mm-hmm. you know before the year that was unheard of. You know this was thought to be a really really hot ticket. There's a whole bunch of tickets right now for under 15 bucks on Step Up.
1: Like, I think that uh, Davey says he thinks this will be Viscovi's only season to get a lot of playing time. I disagree. I could easily see him in 2021 being the starting point guard. He's the number 74 overall player in the nation.
0: Yeah, and we're, I'd imagine most of our guys next year, I mean, are at least thinking right now they're going to be one and done.
1: Like, I, I don't see Jaden Springer ever playing more than like 35 games for Tennessee. So I would imagine that two years from now, Viscovi is a starting point guard, and I think that's probably why they signed him. He was too good an opportunity to pass
0: up. You could have that Kennedy Chandler guy, though. You could have Kennedy Chandler, over. and then I think he would start over him. So yeah, he's you could have Kennedy Chandler. Country, and his boys from Briarcrest just committed to football, so like, there's a chance you're going to get in with him too, and uh, be able to get him.
1: Um, I just don't like red shirting in basketball. Like, I think yeah, it's football. It's kind of
0: pointless. It's kind of pointless unless they just can't play at all.
1: Yeah, I think basketball. I mean, I think football is. I don't even like redshirting in football that much anymore. But I like it way more in football than basketball.
0: Yeah, players should be ready to go as freshmen. Honestly, like at least to contribute on special teams in football if you're recruiting at the right level.
1: You know, I mean, there's a guy like you know, like Daryl Taylor. Like he redshirted. It made it made a ton of sense for him to redshirt. He was better off for it. Tennessee was better off for it. But like nowadays, most of the time in football, I don't want to. I don't want to give a guy five years. I don't want I mean, honestly, I don't want to give him more, any more than I have
0: to. Really, defensive line's about the only place I feel good doing it. Or if you have a stacked receiver class, maybe that makes sense. But, yeah, like, defensive line, maybe, because there you need to get bigger. Like, there's a huge difference, I think, between high school and college. It and it
1: seems it as have paid off for, like, K-Ron Calvert on offensive line. Like, he looks like he's going to start at guard. I mean, he's gonna start somewhere on the offensive line next year, assuming Trey Smith goes pro. And like it seems like that redshirt year did him a lot of good. But in general, and especially for basketball, do not redshirt. It did you no good with Zach Kent. It did you no good with Jalen Johnson and it sure as hell didn't do you any good with DJ Burns. Get him out of here.
0: All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reeds Ranch. If you are down with the movement, you get access to the Discord. That's where we're getting all these questions from. But before I do, let me give a shout-out to three new patrons. All $2. Meet new patron Austin Ford.
1: Shout-out to Austin Ford. Thank you, buddy. We love you. Blake Price. Shout-out to Blake Price. Thank you. We love you. And Gage Frady. Shout-out to Gage. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate you, and we love you.
0: Love having some new patrons. Patreon.com slash Ranch. I will get up uh, the bowl pick'em for the patrons uh, soon. Uh, I think people are wanting to do that, so we'll get a $20-ish bowl pick'em up uh, for the patrons. I'll post that on Discord and through the Patreon. So keep an eye out on that if you want in all money going to the winners. All right, uh, let's get to some questions. First up, we got DF. He asked your thoughts on Greta winning Person of the Year for Time Magazine.
1: I mean, it's totally, like, uh, it doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, like, who cares?
0: I feel like once they gave the Time Magazine Person of the Year to us in 2006, all that went out the window.
1: I mean, like, nobody really thinks Greta Thun- Thunberg or Thunberg or whatever her name is, like, should win Time Person of the Year. She's totally, like, astroturf. She's a total creation. Like, her parents are both famous and rich in Sweden. Like, she's not, like, some normal person. But, I mean, like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's like, it's just funny. I mean, like, it just is what it is.
0: It's so funny to me that they gave Hitler and Joseph Stalin.
1: Yeah, it was that? I was trying to think if that was time that did that.
0: I'm on the Wikipedia for Time Person of the Year, and it says 1938 Adolf Hitler, 1939
1: Joseph Stalin. Okay, so yeah.
0: And then Joseph Stalin won again in 1942.
1: So it isn't like good person wins it, basically, obviously.
0: I, I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. It says for Adolf Hitler, Hitler oversaw the unification of Germany with Austria and the Sudenland. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know. They're giving him credit for that. Yeah, for Joseph Stalin, it says he oversaw the signing of non-aggression pact with Nazi Germany.
1: Oops, that kind of um, that kind of went out the the window later.
0: Oops. So I, know, I mean, I think I think the idea is supposed to be to good people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just you know if they end up not being good people, you you know you you got this on your uh, on your resume. Sometimes it just be that way. Sometimes people change, man. You saw Harvey Dent, right? Harvey Dent was a really good uh was he a district attorney? Is that what he was? Yeah, he was a really yeah. good district attorney. And then he got corrupted, you know? Yeah. They probably were like, "Oh, we got to let all the criminals out that Harvey Dent, you know, was uh putting in, putting in prison. He was kind of corrupt." Which is why Batman took the fall for him, you know?
1: Yep. Ted Turner
0: won one in 1991. That's kind of weird. <laughs> That is kind of weird. I
1: bet because if it's like his conservation. Uh,
0: is no, that why? No, no? He's just the founder of CNN.
1: Oh, okay. I figured the it was piece. to do with his conservation efforts.
0: It says the piece particularly highlighted CNN's coverage of Operation Desert Storm in the Gulf War, proclaiming it as his- history as it happened. So, like, I guess they were out there covering the war on the doesn't, front lines. Doesn't
1: he own, like, more than any land? He owns more land than any... um.
0: Oh, I don't know anything about that. Is that true? I thought so. You would think the people that were, like, actually covering Desert Storm and the Gulf War, like, out on the front lines would have maybe got some awards and not just Ted Turner. Yeah. Who was just cutting the check. I I don't know.
1: Maybe I'm thinking of Richard Branson. Wait, no. He's one of the largest individual landowners in North America. And I'm pretty sure, like, he's... This, like, he in his will, like, he gives it to like the government or like a trust that it can never, nothing can ever be done to the land. Um, so I figured that was why, but no, it was because of um, he had CNN.
0: Maybe they went down a little bit of a path because in 1998 they gave it to Bill Clinton and said that uh, you know, his description was he was impeached. Okay, so I don't know. Vladimir Putin got it in uh, 2007. Okay. Big Vlad. So we feel like Big Bill. Uh, Greta, we you have any throng, strong thoughts on Greta?
1: No, I mean I I don't pay her any attention. Like she's I, I've like I I saw something once about her family, about her parents. So I looked them up and like I think her mom is a Swedish movie star. Like this girl is not like, you know, some like the daughter of working class people that like. You know, had this epiphany where okay, her her mother is an opera singer and um, her father is an actor, so it's not like um, you know this is some like this girl you know she cannot go to school and like take a yacht around the world because her family can afford it. <laughs> this isn't, um, you know, I mean. Um, yeah, My only so.
0: thoughts of Greta is that I, I know she has to really make David Hogg and Gun Girl mad. <laughs> Gun, Girl. <laughs> Gun Girl and David Hogg have to be so mad at Greta. Yeah,
1: like she, she really did steal David Hogg's thunder. But, you know, I just can't like the one thing like the the only thing that I've let annoy me about Greta is her voice. Like, the way she talks is just grating, just very grating. Like, can we not just, like, can we not have found, like, a Swedish girl that is, like, of very upper-class
0: descent that— Someone, like, from The Sound of Music, you know? that You know, that has, like, a sing-song voice. Yeah, like someone from The Sound of Music. Yeah, exactly, like— I don't know if they were in Sweden, but they were close, right?
1: I mean, yeah, they were in, like, the hills, you know, those, like, beautiful hills of Europe. It was close. Yeah, I mean, like, they had blue eyes, whatever. They're far, probably... far
0: off, like, can we get somebody like that that can sing, maybe? Dance around on the hills? Yeah, not not, not Greta. Jake asks, who's the first to get to a ball game? Sam Pittman or Drinkowitz, whatever the hell his name is?
1: Um, Drinkowitz. Drinkowitz. Not because I have any particular confidence that he's going to do a great job. But man, imagine trying to get Arkansas out of this hole.
0: Yeah, the East at Missouri seems a lot easier. Their schedule's always easy, so I would say he will uh he'll probably do it in year one, honestly. Yeah, he might. He might. Pittman. I hope Pittman wins. He seems like a good ass dude. I don't know if he is or not. He seems really good. Seems like all of his former players love him. Mm-hmm. I I liked seeing the little video of him crying. I did too. Pick- I was
1: just I did too. I was just about to say that people like I saw people hating on it and I'm just like, really?
0: I didn't see anybody hate on it.
1: I did. And I'm just like, man, like, you know,
0: he got his dream job. We should celebrate that.
1: Exactly. Like this, this was awesome. Like, how do you not like this? Like, how does this not make you like, like the guy more? It, it's, it's a hard frame of mind to,
0: to accept. I didn't see anybody make fun of that. So I'm surprised that you said you did. Yeah, I did. It
1: was on, I mean, it was on uh vol yesterday. Like I was, People were just like, that. That that's, you know, that's... Okay, the, the I think lowest,
0: one, the lowest one, common denominator of people.
1: One, one guy was like, Vanderbilt. what a joke. And I'm just like, really? Like, okay. the guy got an SEC job. Like, yeah, Arkansas sucks, but it's not Vanderbilt. It's an SEC
0: job. Someone still chose him and hired yeah. him and gave him millions of dollars to, you know, trust him to get the program back on track. Like, don't, If you have a problem with that, you're, uh, well, you belong on VolQuest, probably. Like, don't get
1: me wrong, Sam Pittman got this job because he was the only person that has ever coached football in America that wanted this job outside of their interim coach. Like, there were two people that wanted this job. The interim who was coaching high school football like three years ago, and Sam Pittman. And they went with Sam Pittman. But good for him. He seems like a cool dude. He seems like a good guy. Thoughts on Lane to Ole Miss. We haven't talked about that. Uh I'm glad he went well, I'm not glad he went there.
0: I got a feeling he's going to end up fucking us with these Memphis recruits. Exactly.
1: I f- he's going to be a pain in, in – he's going to be a thorn in our side because not he's going to – Not in
0: cycle, but in the upcoming cycles.
1: I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And, but for his sake, I, I'm glad he went there and not Arkansas. Because, again, imagine trying to get Arkansas out of this hole.
0: Maybe he could also be a thorn
1: in Nick Saban's side? I'm hoping that – Lane is using this solely to, like, he's going to get seven or eight wins, and then he's going to bounce to get the job that, like, he really wants. A better job. Like, I'm hoping that's the case.
0: Feels like this is his last chance, though. Feels like he can't fail here. He can't fail here. I agree. He has to win at least eight games, in the you know, in, by year three. And then, yeah, then he could probably bounce. But he can't fail here, I wouldn't think. I agree.
1: Isn't it crazy he's only, like, 44?
0: He's I know. He's been around the block, man. Man, what a career already at 44. I'm interested to see if he actually goes through with his, uh, I don't know if you saw in his press conference where he was talking about analytics. Yeah. And how he's going to be aggressive. I'm interested to see if he actually falls through in that. He is hiring the guy that, as offensive coordinator,
1: that Pruitt really thought about hiring last year, Jeff Lebby from UCF. Like Pruitt, that guy was like a finalist for, we, we really honed in on Lebby before, we realized that we had to say to hell with it and offered Jim Chaney whatever it took. But, like, Lebby was on the final list. That's who That's who Kiffin is, is hiring as offense coordinator. Um,
0: so he thinks highly of him, too. You see all the bitching Nick's been doing about uh, about people still in his coaching staff whenever they leave?
1: Yeah, I saw Kiffin offered their – like, he offered Scott Cochran, the strength and conditioning coach in Alabama, that just yells a lot. Yeah. I, I already offered him an on-the-field position.
0: Really? I didn't see that. Yeah, I read that this afternoon. I saw they were after him, but I didn't see that. I was like, why would he ever leave to go be the strength and conditioning coach at Ole Miss? But I didn't know he offered him an on the field position.
1: Yeah, I read that. I don't know what that guy would coach, but I I saw that that
0: someone from the athletic disputed that, though. Okay. Like, I think one guy or one guy in Alabama or one guy from the athletic or somebody reported it, and then somebody else at Alabama came out and was like, or at Ole Miss, one came out and was like, no, that's not true. This is wrong. Okay. But it would be funny because Nick Saban was bitching about how Kirby and Pruitt raided his coaching staff when they left. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: we didn't even take that many people. I mean, Niedermeyer wasn't an on-the-field coach at Alabama. Sherr is, like, one of his closest friends. And Alabama took what the – Alabama took Kelly from us last year. He's the safeties coach at Alabama now.
0: The game's the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, Whatever.
0: I would be pissed too if I was saving though. Oh yeah, I would be too. Hank asked, who who are the top five worst Discord members? Well, I'm not answering this question. Yeah, I'm not answering it either. I love all the Discord members. Uh the five worst, Hank, would be the five most inactive people. The five people who just don't even log on. I don't care if people get on there and lurk and read, but the people that don't even don't even log on to look. That's a good point. Those are the five worst members. That's a good point. Are you getting? Uh, oh, Matt wants to know what you're getting your kids for Christmas. Um,
1: you know, like some Tonka trucks, some Hot Wheels. Oh, keeping it old school. Some Barbies for my girls. Um, wow, still getting Barbies. In this household, you know, I'm getting I'm getting the girls an Easy Bake Oven. That's a classic. Who doesn't love an Easy Bake Oven? Um,
0: are your boys going to be allowed to play with it or no?
1: No no, they're they're getting they're getting like a pretend tool set as well, you know. Okay. Like they're gonna some have GI Joe's and stuff. Yeah, some G.I. Joe's, you know, some just the traditional stuff. I mean lots of
0: love and affection. I'm trying to really keep these uh gender norms aside. In huh? this in this
1: household we respect traditional gender norms. Okay. It's worked for the last two thousand years and we're not gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater in this household. But your methods may vary. But yeah, my boys are gonna play with you know GI Joes. Remember that GI Joe live action film a couple years ago? Uh,
0: wasn't Ch- no, wasn't Channing? Tatum watch that one. But Chang Tatum and jo- wasn't Chang Channing Fox Tatum in it? A- was he? I-, I don't know if Jamie Fox was, but yeah, Channing T- Tatum was. But I did not watch it.
1: Um, Moonval
0: asked, "Would you rather John Wick or Fast and Furious go away forever?"
1: I uh, I love Fast and Furious, but I would rather that go than John Wick.
0: See I see I disagree. I love John Wick, but I feel like uh it is easier to wrap John Wick up. Fast and Furious is getting better every one, man. There's a whole there's a whole lot more we can uh explore over there. John Wick could go to the Fast and Furious franchise. Mm-hmm. They talked about getting Keanu Reeves involved, so like I mean it's possible we could do that.
1: Yeah, I love how like people watch the John Wick movies and even I was the first time that I would like watch them and like they would just take it at face value like it's as you know a traditional shooter action film. But like there is a lot like that that there's a lot of deep symbolism and meaning to that entire world they've created. There's a lot of um, religious symbolism from the Russian Orthodox Church. Sure. I, I just love the John Wick movies. They're works of art.
0: The coins to get into the continental represent class structure, all that stuff. It's a really deep movie.
1: I mean, he was killing people on horses. You had those badass German shepherds.
0: This last one, spoiler alert, sorry, but there were badass German shepherds. Which, you know, that that's symbolism, too, because in the first one, when he was retired, his puppy died. But now, the third Man. one, the puppies are killing. That was awful.
1: And they gave him a damn. Yeah, that was terrible. I, I love the John Wick movies. And Keanu said he's going to keep making them as long as they keep making money. Talk about a career renaissance!
0: I mean, I don't want any of them to end. Like, I'm just—I had to pick one, so like, uh, I—I'm—I'm I'm liking where the Fast and Furious franchise keeps going. It's new characters, mm-hmm. more. I feel like John Wick's story is—you uh, know—he—I he, feel like he can uh, get out at any moment now. Yeah. What happened at, what happened at the end of three? Man, that's spoiler alert! I can't remember right now.
1: Lawrence Fishburne was still alive.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonas asked, top three movies from the decade. Uh, I will have to think on that one, Jonas. Plus, the decade still has a, a year and three weeks left in it, so something could get into there over the next year and three weeks. I'm a decade truther, Seth. I was about to say, you're still owning the decade cucks. How do you feel about my, my take, my decade take? I'm a, I'm a decade truther. We still have one more year left of the decade. Well, I think if
1: it's correct, then it's correct. It's, it, I mean,
0: is it correct? Well, I don't know, Seth. Is there a year zero?
1: Yeah, I would say there's a year zero.
0: No, there's no year zero. Google it.
1: Okay. I guess there's not a year zero. You know, I've not, I've not put much um, computational thought power. I mean, you're a
0: logical man, Seth. You're a logical man. I guess there's not a year zero, no. There's no year zero, so if you count at starting at one and count in increments of ten, you would clearly realize that ten ends the decade. You have to get all the way through ten, and one begins the new one. If you go through and read read history books, centuries end at zero and begin at one. So, Jonas, you're going to have to wait.
1: Ask this question again in about 380 days. Correct. Correct.
0: Anything else before we go?
1: Now, I can tell you that the new Star Wars movie is not going to be on the best of decade list. I mean, that thing looks like absolute shit.
0: Well, I saw their actor came out and say he uh, disagreed with a lot of what was going. He doesn't feel good about it. Good. I saw the actor be like, yeah, this is a little, I was a little uh, question. I, I questioned this uh, script a lot. Uh, basically, like, warning everybody, this is not going to be good. What, which actor was it? Was it Oscar Isaac. Uh, it's the guy I don't know who it is man Yeah Let me look and see If I can find it Star Wars Actor Uneasy New movie uh, Yeah that, that didn't come up On Google I saw it on a tweet I'll get to the bottom of it By the time of the next episode
1: I just got a text From a guy From a friend Saying Kiffin did offer him An on the field position Coaching job Nice. So, but that's all I got. It was a pleasure as always.
0: All right, I'm going to watch some good basketball tonight. Uh, go check, take in uh, the second half of Clippers. Raptors. Watch my Hawks try to avenge last night's embarrassment. I'm going to go watch some basketball, watch some uh, reality TV. Seth, I love you. I'll talk to you later. All right, love you
1: too, buddy. Bye-bye. See ya.